Welcome to another episode of Bullet Points, the podcast that's all about shooting games. I'm Ed Smith. I'm joined by Patrick Lindsay. Hello. And Reed McCarter. Hello. And this week we're talking about Gears of War, the 2006 shooter for the Xbox 360, developed by Epic. It spawned a bunch of sequels, and it's... I've run out of things to say about it. That was, that was Bullet Points. We'll be back uh, for another episode. No, it's, that's, uh, that's not it's, fair. It, interesting that you led in with that, Ed, because what I was going to say, like my main thesis on this game, is I have surprisingly little to say about it. Me too. It's a confusing one because I, I feel like it's a significant game and everyone's got a lot of memories of playing it and everyone played it when it was out, but it also feels like it's died off pretty rapidly in comparison to... Halo, you know, the other big Xbox shooter, Gears of War doesn't seem to have endured as much in the gaming consciousness, if you like. Uh, I suppose that's something that we can talk about. You guys are boring. I, it's, it, is... it's a difficult game to kind of get your teeth no, into. Not. I don't There's know. Not a lot. I, I, feel, I feel like we've done a lot of everything I wanted to talk about, I suppose, we've, we've written about on bulletpointsfunthy.com, which you can go and support <laughs> okay. on patreon uh imagine so, we really did just stop the recording here and just said you know fuck it go go read the yeah, articles i feel like saying you know what the, the writing We're is not so writing good for our health you don't even need this shit okay the writing just does it for you go and read that stop being lazy and listening to talking go and read something for once and do it outside as well get out of the house and is go this, and read bullet points monthly is this negging is this what I, d- is? I feel like it's reverse psychology. If we're unkind to the audience, they'll keep coming back for more. So, okay. Gears of War. Uh, I think one of the things that we can talk about is whether or not and why it has or hasn't stuck around in the way that a, a few of the other big series from that period have. And also talk about the ways that it was riffing on third-person shooters that came before it and influenced third-person shooters that came after it. I don't think things like the plot, I don't think it's like a thematically very rich game. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see about yeah, that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there about war and, and maybe... There's some gears. And there's some gears as they, well. They go to war. Uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's one to discuss in the sense of do we really care about gears? Does does gaming really care about gears of war now? Is it I been care. left behind? Okay, really. Why? Why do you care? I, didn't I, I mean, that's I mean that's a genuine question. That's not like a joke no, no, no. interrogative. That's no, I figured it'll stop acting like a jerk and also be honest too. Um, I I do think it's a good game. I think it's an interesting game. I don't know if maybe my perspective's different too because I didn't have when Gears of War came out. It was sort of during uh, a great dark period for me <laughs> of of not really playing many video games because I was in university. I not have money for video games except if someone let me a PS2 game um, so I played it for the first and so I never had a 360 I ended up you know getting a PS3 and then I started writing about games and <laughs> that career choice did not lend itself to buying multiple mm-hmm. <laughs> consoles um, so I played I played Gears for the first time like a few years ago and then I played the remastered PC one. I reviewed that at one point when that came out. And that was the first time I played all the way through it. Um, and so I feel like it still oddly kind of like feels new-ish to me. It doesn't feel like, you know, it's what? Almost 12 years old now? Yeah. You know? It's uh, almost about to... Ouch. I don't know. 
have its first kiss? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Let's mm. see. Just picturing an Xbox 360 jewel case kissing another Xbox 360 jewel case. <laughs> um, but but I don't know. I so maybe it's because you know I came to it relatively recently. But there's something about it. Like I I played it kind of after the. I don't know if you could probably break things into some kind of eras where games started to get maybe around like 2012 or so started mm-hmm. to get like shooters became sort of self-reflective, you know. Uh, I actually think that Bioshock is the first instance of that. Well, well, I, Bioshock? I, I, I'd go oh, seven. I call them post Bioshock shooters because I'm insufferable. I'd go Haze, which I th- oh did that come out before Bioshock? Because I was thinking, I, I was thinking of Bioshock was 2008, but you're right. That's the PS3 re-release of Bioshock. Haze was 2007. I don't know if mm-hmm. it was before or after Bioshock. But I feel like there were there were self-referential shooters before that. Oh, there there have been always. It's just Bioshock slash Haze. But I'm like kind of talking about. It. I think like when you got to like Spec Ops and like Hotline Miami. Oh, that calcified to... the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then I feel like now it's expected that. It, it, nothing's gotten better in in my opinion but you know you'll have something like a, a ghost recon wildlands where i think before it would have ended just being what it is and it would just end but now it ends and you have to have the you know requisite like look at you though what did you are we really the bad guys yeah like what was your part in all of this you know it's just mm-hmm. the the maybe it's the have your cake and eat it too era of it's shooters. like it's like watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, after the first couple, you know that you're going to get, like, soapbox at the end. It's just like, all right, what stupid shit are they going to do this time? But yeah. you know exactly what, you know, what purpose the twist is going to have every single time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I think, you know, I, I played this kind of after that period. Um, or, or during that period or something. I, I don't know. My life's a blur. Well, that shows... Uh, that shines a really different light on it, I imagine. Yeah, and I mean, it's... I think you play this game for the first time, and, you know, whatever, Gears kind of permeated the pop culture in some mm-hmm. respect. Like, it was... There were TV commercials, and it was all over the place, right? Like, ads on buses and stuff. Like, you just saw it in places. Um, but playing it for yourself, I think, really hammers down how completely meat-headed and kind of dumb it is on the surface like in a way that you can't 100% tell from just images of it which like you can tell that these characters I don't know are... man <laughs> no but I think when you're actually playing it hearing these voices hearing the music like feeling the way that they move around and everything it's it's it really drives a lot of stuff home um anyway I don't know I don't want to go too far off but I think Gears is both like hundred percent exactly that kind of thing like maybe one of the the last great wholly dumb and unselfconsciously dumb shooters but then it also has I think more going on when you if, if you look for it you know if you pay attention to the story which I think a lot of people can be excused for not doing because it's pretty thin and you know the majority of what you're doing in this game is that terrible shooter setup of you know, like, go fix this reactor. You know, you're going from facility to facility. It's just an excuse mm-hmm. to keep having firefights. Um, but if you do kind of, you know, pay attention to... And I'm not saying fucking go read the books or whatever. Like, who cares? But if you pay attention to what's actually in the game, what they say about the world just within the game, I think it kind of reveals 
a little bit more awareness of what it is, then then you'd be excused for, you know, not not thinking of or not noticing. So it's it's a weird thing to me. I think it's I think it's a hilarious game. Like I oh yeah, I think it's so much fun. Like how stupid it is. Um, and I don't know. I have an affection for like these kind of like parodies of masculinity in the first place too, like Rambo and Rocky and stuff, where it's just so far beyond the pale that it it wraps back around itself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe that's that's the point. Is it's it is what it is very boldly and loudly but it also seems to have a little bit of intelligence if you want to look for it it almost seems like the smart parts of this game are smart like in spite of the developers uh intention like the game is so meat-headed and so uh so much of a self-parody that when you do look beneath the surface and you do find things that kind of touch on various uh social or political issues it's almost it almost seems out of place it does and i think that's part of the reason it works though like i think i wrote about this patrick you you touched on it too but like you spend the first i don't know two hours of that game just like rampaging through these places you know like running around (laughs) every time you move it's like thump 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 yep and just shooting everything and most of the dialogue is just like guys like growling and making one-liners to each other and stuff and you're just like it's just this like orgy of violence and destruction and then you come into that place where it's uh is it the stranded right the people who live like on the margins of society yeah and you walk in there and then all of a sudden it's like you realize how huge these guys are and how kind of out of place they are and how they're just like walking dick guns kind of and all of a sudden they've like come into this place where it's like real people who I don't know it, it's it feels like they're trying to sort of like throw cold water in your face and say like look at these characters like look at them like what what they mean and what they represent I don't know I don't think it's anywhere near that intelligent I don't think it gives a shit about any of that stuff I think it's, it's like it's a happy accident and it makes for something interesting to talk about but I don't think it's intentional I don't think the game's really that bothered about you uh, regarding the characters in any way apart from these look like they'd make good merchandise figurines it's a it's a fine game it's an interesting it's definitely I don't know about funny myself because I I think it's so straight faced and it's such a it's such a dull looking game and I, I think quite heartless as well quite unemotional so I don't know if I can call it funny myself and I also don't think that I don't get a sense that the game is is really thinking about what you think of these characters. It's, I don't think it's really thinking about what you think of the plot. I think that what I, my description for Gears of War, I suppose, and it's almost a double entendre considering the title and the fact that the guys are called cogs, but it's functional. It works, um, and it seems like everything is designed in service of function. And I do remember the game's director. Cliff Blazinski and he was talking about how he pitched the game originally and he pitched it as uh, a cross between Resident Evil 4 and another game that came out in 2003 called Kill Switch oh yes yeah, yeah which right. was the original yeah, cover yeah, yeah. shooter Kill, Kill Switch yeah which, which kind of pioneered um, cover mechanics and he described it as a combination between Resident Evil 4 and Kill Switch 
and that's that to me like even seems like a really functional pitch to to hit games two popular games we're going to combine them into one and make gears of war and i i find gears of war i know the author is dead and whatever you see in it and whatever we can talk about is is kind of valid but i if i'm thinking about what i actually perceive as the game's intent perceive as the game's heart or core or mind or whatever I, I don't think it's anything really apart from a, a straight shooter just a shooting game that's what it is it's a shooting game with kind of a capital S and G but um, do you not sorry no go on please I was going to say do you not think that like to me it seems like a really strange choice um, that invites <laughs> some kind of thought on the player's part to just say straight up essentially like this is like a, a essentially like a fascist government you know it's like this mobilized hyper patriotic uh it it you know, it's almost like a the starship troopers movie or something right like i but feel I, like but i i don't think it's played i don't think it's played for anything except kind of ease of use or, or almost a weird to earn your sort of admiration i, I feel like their their fascistic leanings are either to expedite the plot so we don't have to bother with any kind of moralizing or complexity or to to get players to think it's kind of cool look how no nonsense they are i don't think it's 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 really interesting anything apart from again just like the the function of moving the game forward um and i I know that sounds it sounds like anti-criticism and i i i I, I was convinced by both of your articles, for example. I mean, I, I read them and I thought that's that's all true, and I, I can see all of that kind of happening. But um, I don't think it's intentional. I, I just no, I, I, basically, I just I think this game is like just not that smart. And I, I agree know that, with you. That's that's reductive, and it sounds insulting. And I'm I'm positive that the people who made it are excellent at their jobs, but I, I don't think it's very smart. I don't think it's got a lot of emotion. I don't think it's got heart. I think a different way to phrase that would be the purpose of making this game was to make a game that was a very solid shooter, not to make a game that had a lot to say about uh, war. Um, They weren't trying to make Spec Ops the line. Um, I mean, Unreal, or sorry, uh, Epic's previous, like, main shooter entry was Unreal Tournament, which was just a multiplayer arena shooter, and this was born out of, like, that legacy. Um, And uh, the story that I've heard goes that they wanted to make a single-player shooter because they were inspired by the Medal of Honor games and also uh, also by Resident Evil 4. Um, so it's not like, you know, they wanted to say something about the nature of uh, totalitarian governments in a time of national crisis or any of that good stuff. It was just, we want a game with big guns that controls really well, that feels really good to play, which, to be fair, it super does. Um, and they did that, um, but again, it's a. I can't call it a bad game, but it's a game that I just really don't have anything to say about. Well, this is the thing. I when I talk about how I don't think these thematic qualities are there, or at least not there as in intended. That's not even a judgment call. I, I, I don't care that it's not a, a resonant game about totalitarianism or military power. It doesn't bother me. Gears of War. I don't think I go to Gears of War personally for that I don't expect it of Gears of War um, I also wonder whether if Gears of War under the auspices of the people who made this game tried to be sort of insightful or, or whatever word you might want to use uh, it wouldn't do it very very well see what I would say is I mean I agree with you that I don't I don't think it was written as some you know 
meant to be taken on uh, oh god what's the best way to put this I, I think it was written in a time and reflects a culture that it was born of you know I think how intentional certain things were no I don't know uh, there are aspects of this game there are scenes and things and lines that are seem so intentional whether or not I think they thought they were just kind of writing a comic book essentially to wrap around this story I think regardless of intent or not they're saying something though they're saying something pretty big about specifically you know American masculinity and militarism if um, they're saying it I think they're saying it in abstract you know but, I, I but, think I, I think that well the, yeah the, but the image of the big burly guy with a bandana and a chainsaw on his gun is is what they're saying I think that's what they're saying and yeah I agree with you. Like, Mar I, I, Marcus I, I, Phoenix is not a parody character. You're supposed to think he's really cool. Cause yeah, he's got that, a... that's true as well. You think so? Yeah, yeah I'll, absolutely. I'll, I'll categorically, definitely. I think it's very po-faced. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think they're selling you this guy as, like a, as, a, as a send-up. He's not a Duke Nukem. No, he's not. I think you are really supposed to take him at face value. And yeah. I, 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 I yeah, say yeah. that I, I say that particularly in, in in light of, for example, the second game, where you know we're, we're meant to get very heavily invested in Don yeah, yeah. and and his wife. You know, we're really meant to feel for these guys as they as if they are real people. We're meant to take them as like actual individuals. I I don't think that it's meant to be a parody. I think it might be an inadvertent one, but I think that if if Gears of War is saying something about the the time in which it was made, it's it is doing it in abstract it's not it's not like a, a, a story that was written to say something it yeah just yeah happens to that's, do it as a kind of conflagration of i mean that's that's what i was trying to say is that i think i think what they were trying to get across was kind of you know a, i'll say it again i don't know if it's a great descriptor but like kind of a comic booky kind of story of you know let's come up with this world and this threat and this is you know who these people are I think they kind of that stuff was pulled from the muck of, you know, being in an American in North Carolina and fucking whenever they started working on this, probably you know, two thousand four, two thousand three or something. Um, I I think that stuff though is super evident. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna end up in a conversation here about how you gather meaning from things. You know, See, I, think, I, I think Gears of War is interesting primarily because it exists almost exactly straddling the line between the time when games had learned they could be self-reflective with games like Spec Ops and Bioshock and what have you and Far Cry 2 and a time that came before that when games were just supposed to be fun. Uh, the Duke Nukem era, the Halo era... Um, just, you know, all of these games that are essentially arcade games that you play in your living room. Um, and it exists, like, just at that crossroads. So it's really hard to get a read on it because you can, as we're doing here, you can make pretty convincing arguments for both interpretations. Well, I think Modern Warfare, which came out in 2007, that's, that is definitely a game that is throwing darts at the war in Iraq at American 
foreign interventionism, in- interventionism, interventionalism, whatever. American shittiness. It, it's throwing darts at the American identity abroad, right? Uh, and I think that that's categorical. You you can see that in several scenes in that game because it's it's boasting about it almost. Gears of War. Um, we've had this conversation. I still agree with with our point <laughs> that that nothing is apolitical uh, and that nothing exists in a vacuum and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But yeah, I, uh, I I don't know if it's accidental. I don't know if if calling Gears of War a game that's got some sort of accidental politics is quite right. See, it feels like almost a disservice because you, if you have these. In- you know, ingredients, if you have these plot points that allow you to build an argument, then it's almost like the intent, like, I don't know. There's a lot of people who worked on this game. I, I think you can have Cliff Blazinski out there being loud about what the game is, and, you know, maybe he was heavily involved with the concept and, and you know, different aspects of how it played and looked and, you know, even the story, but there were a lot of people working on this. There were people working on the dialogue, and I think that's where any any conversation about intent which is why it's hard and probably counterproductive to have these conversations when you're trying to take a critical look at a game break down because I, I don't know these people you know I, I don't no, know you, you know their work you, you know what they send out into the world uh, to be judged well, exa- exactly which is you know why I'm saying that I think I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I understand why we came to this point, because I think when you look at something like Gears, it really does... Like, you do feel... I felt I feel halfway stupid saying, like, no, no, this game's saying something, because it is so fucking stupid. I think it doesn't matter, though, you know? Like, the, the stuff's there. I, I don't think... I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the weeds now. Uh... My uh, my feeling is that if it has something, I don't really care. I don't think I give a shit really what Gears of War has to say about the contemporary American situation in in 2006. I, I don't really give a fuck. I, I not because I think it's a bad game, but because I think the people who made it are X Y Z. I just um, I, it's not a, a source of opinion that I respect. It's not somewhere that I go for my views. Um, no, but I think it should be pointed out. I also don't think it's trying to do that. I don't think it's trying to pontificate and falling on its face flatly. Um, no. I think it's just trying to be a game that's a fun cover shooter, which, again, I firmly believe it very much is. I feel I like I'm through some kind of looking glass here where it's like alternate reality Ed, where it's like this thing is a, is a product of its culture, you know? Like, I feel like we've always... <laughs> I don't think we're necessarily disagreeing entirely on, like, you know, the basis of all this, but, like, this game came out when it did, was made by the people, and from, you know, a moment in time and and place, and regardless of anything, it says something, you know? Like, you can look at a fucking, I don't know, a a B-movie slasher from the early 80s or something that was made purely as just a cash-in, and it says something, you know? It reflects something. Agreed. I think that's that's, but I think the the totality of what Gears of War says it says in that one image of like I said the the burly guy with the chainsaw in his gun I think that that's uh, that's the so key the rest of that. the the rest of the text doesn't matter 
because I don't think, I don't the think one it image matter. is so overpowering. I don't, I, don't think it, I don't think it doesn't matter. No, I don't. Or even that like, one image is overpowering. I just think that that is uh, to try and speak about the game in some sort of positive terms. I think that's like a singularly encapsulating image, and everything else in the game says pretty much the same thing as I get out of just looking at that one picture. If you show me that one picture of Marcus Phoenix at that or like the entire squad at that size and they're all holding guns with chainsaws and you said this is from a video game released in 2006 I feel like I'd get the sense of okay I know what was going on back then I can get a sense of why this image was produced back then and everything else in Gears of War kind of backs that point up but doesn't really add to it there's not like much complexity it's an absurd image of an American military power released at a time when American military power was highly questionable and that's I, pretty much all I need from Gears 4 in terms of like thematics I would argue that it just it takes a different thesis its thesis is not to make a piece of art that is capable of having uh, strong opinions on important issues I think its thesis is we want to make a really good cover shooter that's really meaty and really heavy um, and to say that the image of Delta Squad with the chainsaw is overpowering, I think another way of saying that is that everything in that game is in service to sort of presenting this kind of feeling of playing the Space Marine with the giant gun with the chainsaw on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think that qualitatively I can say that that's good or bad. I think I can just call it out for what it is and say that. I enjoy playing this game. I don't think it's a bad game, um, but I also think that, yeah, it doesn't. It's not a game that sticks with me over and above its uh, its friction. And the, the thing is, I said it was singularly encapsulating, but that image of a big guy with a with a horrendously preposterous gun existed in games outside of, you know, for example. The second, the, the second Gulf War, the Iraq War. You know, it happened before then. It happened after that. It yeah. happened regardless of that. So, I think you know, Gears of War. What what seems to me to be happening in Gears of War is it's a game made in the tradition of video games. It's a kind of as per game that just just fell in two thousand and six. It's landed in two thousand and six. If it but then there's uh, sorry, yeah, go on. No, I interrupted you. Sorry. No, that was, I was pretty much finished. I mean, if this game released in, in the mid-90s, I feel like I could... <laughs> I just Yeah, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to me like a, 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 a text it, that belongs necessarily in 2006. It definitely oh, yeah. wears its pedigree on its sleeve. Um, very proudly, I might add. Um, mm. And as well it should, because the Unreal Tournament games were pretty defining shooters in the 90s. Um, whether or not the element that made Unreal Tournament enduring translates into a uh, single-player shooter campaign is up for debate. I would argue that it doesn't really. Um, that, in, that in some respects, you could argue that makes Gears of War a failed experiment. I don't know that I would go that far. Um, I think it's just it's struggling to find purchase in a landscape that is shifting drastically from the one that it was born out of and it kind of shows really hard I think it's fascinating as a, as a moment in culture that is you know you can see the lineage of mm -hmm. what it oh, came I, from I, and I think it's, yeah in video game culture I think it belongs like where it belongs it's very kind of of that year in terms of like a general 
you know, painting a picture of a general political, social American landscape. Oh, I, I, I think so, 100%. I, I think... Did, but it, I, I don't see it. I don't like see it existed game... before then. Yeah, but... I, I don't know. You, you can drag up, I guess, a million examples, but do these games say at the beginning, you know, we we were so terrified of this this amorphous threat that's attacking us from every direction that we nuked our own cities and we have an authoritarian government and then, you know, have these fucking burly, uh, you know, super soldiers walk into a place and people spit on them and call them fascists, you know? Like, that shit is so fucking of that time. Like, the, the whole... Are, are we becoming authoritarian? Are we, you know, what what are we giving up of ourselves to become a more martial society that's terrified of being attacked from out of nowhere? You know, like, all of this stuff is so... It's a stupid game. It's it's goofy and cartoonish, but, like, it's so reflective of that, you know, kind of mid-2000s uh, Western identity, like, the, the culture of the time. I, I don't know, and even the way it... it pictures these guys um man i don't know <laughs> i feel weird that I, like I see, I see what you're driving i feel like i'm at like a fundamental just loggerheads with with you guys on this no i i see what you're getting at i just um i'm i'm really I, I know pensive. what you guys are coming I'm, from I'm, too i'm not I'm trying pensive. to be like pig-headed i'm pensive basically lately recently as of this year probably of Talking games up almost. Mm. You know, I I I feel like if I if I if I talk about the the contemporary relevance of Gears of War, I'm just doing it a huge favor, and I don't know why. It didn't used to bother me. It didn't used to bother me. It's because uh, there's so. It, it, it used it used to feel like it was worth doing. It used to feel like a good thing to do, and now and now I feel like, well, fuck Gears of War. I, I, why the fuck should I talk about it in those in those terms? Like, who who benefits from that really? But then, if you take that approach, then you might as well just put gears next to, you know, Battlefield Hardline or something. And just say, well, they're both stupid. You no, know, because they're they're not both stupid. I mean, Battlefield, ah, it's a tricky one. Hard, <laughs> Hardline's Hardline's tough because Hardline's actually like nauseous. You know, like N O X, like it, it it's it's like poisonous and like vile. Mm. <laughs> Where, whereas gears, I think, well, I mean, you could probably make lots of arguments for gears being vile in its own way. Um, but but it's of a different sort, right? Uh, but but I think if you I I don't know, man. I'm so sympathetic to the idea of because I've thought about this a lot too. Of what's the point of these games come out and they're not very good, they're not exceptional pieces of of art. But you take them on those terms, you know. Mm. You take them all in good faith, mm. and I understand that because it does feel especially like just the avalanche of of games that are kind of like pretty mediocre but i feel like they're parts of our culture and the point of being a critic is to to hold them up and you know look at them not hold them up in terms of like you know show them in a good light i'm saying just look at them as neutrally as possible and and look at everything they're saying and say what does this mean you know what what does this say but they don't want to be they want to be parts of our culture when it benefits them when they when they can get some sort of sales or prestige from being talked about like they're part of our culture. When they when when they don't want to be, then they're not. You know, you've yeah. got something like Dave, David Cage saying like his his game about uh, 
can't remember what the fucking plot summary is. Robot apartheid or yeah, something right, like apartheid that? Yeah, apartheid is apolitical and he's not trying to make a point about culture. So that's games, you know, well, that's that one game taking just a, a dramatic hands up, not me, thank you, sidestep out well, of being part of that. Fuck him. That's not, that's not our problem. I think. I think this is the sound of you giving up on doing this, right? Like, I if just, you're I, if you're just I, I, fed I up, and it's understandable to be completely fed up with this stuff. I don't want to. Uh, I don't know. I I don't want to bestow a kind of critical attention on something that is actively trying to avoid it. I feel like if you don't want to be talked about that way, then fine. Well, I'll just call you a shooter. You know, if that's what you want, then fine. You'd just be a shooter. I, you know, what I mean, I. I I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm tired I think of doing <laughs> okay, this. No, it's just like just doing just doing this work for these games, you know they they if they don't want to be part of the culture then fuck them. Uh, I'm, I See I take I take it the opposite approach. I think you don't really get a choice if you want to be consumed and considered and if you want to hold the cachet that you need to accept everything that goes along with that and that includes, um, you know people picking apart what you're saying what you think you're saying what you're not actually saying and what you're trying to be saying um and holding up yes your successes but also where you fall flat um and that might be in ways that you hadn't even considered uh at all um yeah but I, I think that that's that's our job as as critics um my issue isn't that gears of war shouldn't be talked about it's just i don't think that there's really a whole like it's <laughs> it's, it's so benign it's so benign um, the story is super basic. The characters are all archetypes. Like you can, you can, you can almost hear the boardroom meetings where they're like, "All right, so what's Augustus Cole going to be like? All right, so we need like the really cool, ethnic like fan favorite." Um, and then we're gonna have Dom, who's like the the plucky Samwise Gamgee character. Um, Baird, who's Mar like abrasive and blah blah blah. Like yeah. it's it's so manufactured that it's almost humorous because it's so incredibly transparent. And this is the thing. I, I agree with you, Patrick, and I imagine Reed you, you you would say similar things. And so would I, like probably on a different day even. <laughs> that, that that this is this is the job of the critic is to put these things into the context of greater culture and to hold them to a higher regard than they even perhaps hold themselves. Uh but I I almost feel like we've been doing that for a long time and it's made no, no fucking difference. It's I know. made no difference. Games, games was idiotic and is determined to be in a vacuum, in a little bubble, and in their own kind of treehouse, as they've always been. So my attitude at the moment is shifting towards, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do them the favour of talking about them in a kind of prose that they don't deserve. Well, then you have uh, to, I think, just quit, right? No, I don't think so. I think this. I think you can. You want to be just sort of part of the problem, then, and just kind of like. It's not being part of the problem. If you, if you, no, because there's a difference between saying. Uh, this game is is just a bit of fun, and that's great. It's great. It's a great bit of fun. And saying this game is just a bit of fun, so it's just fucking useless. Yeah, that's that's the difference. You know, the, uh, something just being a bit of fun, something being a bit of escapist fluff. I'm not right. saying that makes it better. I'm not saying that that's like a, a a great kind of artistic accomplishment. I'm saying that that's a pretty pointless thing to be. But if that's what they want to be, right? Then let them be that. Call them pointless. Call call them asinine. You know. So then the question becomes, why is it that Gears of War has the status that it has if it is so milquetoast a game? Because it looked fantastic when it came out, right? Isn't that what people are saying? And it plays really, really well. 
It does. And I think I some think, of that's... I, I oh, think the game's innovation comes in mechanical and design forms. I think what makes the game important has less to do with what it's saying than in the language it sort of speaks through its design. I Yeah, and I would... I don't know. I would argue that... I don't want to... And also, the thing, too, is, like, I was going to say this to to Ed's point as well. It's like, I, I don't think Gears is, like, incredible. I, I think it's a, a very good game. I think if I had reviewed it at the time... Well, who knows? Who knows what uh, how I would have reviewed it at the time? But I would like to think that, like, you know, you you, you talk about the uh, sort of excellence of of just like composition uh, in this game, and in level design, and in you know the fine details of of the shooting and the you know enemy encounters and everything, how everything is set up. But and I I think you can note the ways that all these different things are are part of what the game is trying to say or what I what I read it as but I think you also say ultimately it's not saying anything of great importance you know I, I like that's maybe the fundamental point is you can do this game a favor in as much as you take it on its terms but if I was reviewing it I'd also say like you know, well you know what are we getting out of this nothing you're getting just mm. a, a bloodbath that's mm. enjoyable to go through I, I think I don't know. This like ends up being this whole thing of like methodology of of how to you know review games and stuff. But I, I think you look at things in as generously as possible, but then you evaluate them also as well. What's the worth of them? Mm. You know what I mean? And and that's maybe the way to avoid saying that you're just doing everything a favor. Do yourself a favor and your audience a favor by by taking things. You know. Uh, looking at things with as generous a lens as possible just in terms of I'm open to seeing what you're going to say but then that doesn't mean you have to recommend them you know I think I think maybe that's kind of the way that you you don't elevate things but you also try to maybe make things healthier like show people listen you can think about these things it doesn't mean that just because you're saying this game is about I don't know the the potential perils of a militaristic society means it's a good game just because it's saying that it's mm. those two things are kind of separate from me kind of I feel like that's a slippery slope though in terms of granting developers a carte blanche to just completely disregard the social ramifications of the game No 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 but that, well that's I mean that's kind of it's kind of reinforcing what I'm saying, though, is that, like, I'm saying take whatever social ramifications or whatever are there at face value, dissect them. But that doesn't, just because you're doing the game, you know, quote-unquote, a favor of of looking at it as if it's intelligent, doesn't mean you recommend what it's doing. It's just, I don't know. Does that make sense? You're plunking it into the same arena and not necessarily letting it play the game. It's like if you looked at, I don't know, 300 or whatever, you know, that Zack Snyder movie, and you, even though it's dumb and cartoonish, and you said, well, this is kind of what I think this movie's kind of about, but also what it's about is horrendous, you know, because you could make that, I think that's kind of how that movie's remembered at this point, is, oh, maybe this movie is also kind of of the era of something like Gears of War, but then it also 
is reprehensible because it comes down on the glorification of, you know, masculine militarism. Well, this is it. I think that there's something in that. Because what I perhaps feel about Gears of War, games like it, is that they're opportunistic. Rather than convicted, they're opportunistic. You know, if... if if talking, if, if being about American military intervention got them some more plaudits and sales, they'd say, yeah, that's what we're about. If being not about that and just being a pure shooter, they'd say, that's what we're about. I, I, I don't I don't see like a lot of conviction. I see a lot of... Just, I, I know what you mean. Just, just taking what's offered to them in terms of critical evaluation. Picking what sounds best or picking what seems the, the most plausible. And yeah, I, I I feel like I've seen that quite a lot lately. Uh, a game is you know uh, the people who make it is is kind of glad to be described as something about you know a game about mental health, so long as it's beneficial to the game's image. I I, I the, the probably I, I agree. Like when you describe it to me, Reed, when you say that this is this is a game about a, a society that's kind of burrowing itself in against an imperceived or an imperceptible or kind of broadly imperceptible enemy. Uh, and at the same time, its soldiers are developing a reputation as being themselves sort of autocratic or, or authoritarian. Yeah, absolutely, there there are parallels there. I'd be I'd be an idiot to to start denying that there weren't. There are parallels there. I remember that time. We all remember that time. That's how it was kind of being reported in the newspapers. That's how people felt. Certainly, uh, what I what I feel, what makes me kind of reluctant to start talking about this in a in a in, in a kind of language that sounds like I'm talking about anything other than video game marketing or video game salesmanship is that I can I can just as Patrick was describing you can see them going we need the cold character we need the bad character etc yeah. I can see them going god this is a hot button issue put that in there not not because someone like writing it doesn't feel I mean maybe they were maybe, maybe I'm wrong but it doesn't feel like somebody was really fucking convicted about the state of things god I really want to put some of that some of what I've been thinking about for the past six months, I want to really put this into the script. It was more, man, imagine the editorial we'll get about us being kind of representative of the war on terror. Put that in there. And that, Which, that's how that's how it feels, and that's how a lot of games feel to me at the moment. And I, and I know that that's conjecture, and I know that it's not enough to kind of criticise the game on in a sort of written, you know, in ink sort of way. But if we're talking about it, that's how it feels to me. I don't know, because, like, if you look at the game... Apart from those few scenes where the stranded, you know, they call Marcus and company fascists, or that scene where you know, they try and loot the downed helicopter and they have to chase them away so they don't take the guns from the fallen soldiers. Like, apart from those isolated incidents that take place in cinematics, not in the game, um, there really isn't anything about it to suggest that it's dealing with this issue that isn't, or that's explicit anyway. There's a lot of implicit uh, world building. I'm willing to grant them that in terms of, you know, even things as basic as the visual design of the game evokes a very specific sense of history um, and points you in a very specific direction. I think I wrote in my article that one of the lead concept artists intentionally designed all the equipment after, like, early 20th century German military tech because it just looks very scary as machinery but that's not a political point that's a stylistic choice but isn't it 
<laughs> Sorry, uh, I just felt like a fucking first-year philosophy student. I, I, like, I, I, just, I just, I feel like it's, it's good point, yeah, Patrick. Is it? It's, a, it's just like a rabbit hole into nothing. I don't know if, if, I, if I, I feel like if I start talking about the thematic immediacy of everything, then I, I end up just talking about zero. Ed, this is, is a this? game. This is this is a game where at the end of it, you know. You get the voiceover from the main villain, yeah. and the, the the implication at the end of it is they're still out there. So be so be vigilant. So right away, any criticism I feel like it's having for the American military is, is compromised because at the end of the game it's saying, well, you know, be on your toes. These guys are protecting you. Um, See, I didn't even read that deeply into it. I read that as yeah, well, we're going to make a sequel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I, even even that comment feels like giving it a little too much. I'm sure, it, yeah, it's it's vicariously and like abstractly relevant to when it was made, but that that's just not enough for me to talk about it in those terms because I feel like it, if everything, if if nothing is apolitical, then something just being kind of vicariously political isn't enough because everything is political. So I well, need something yeah. more. I need something. I need something more than that. See, I this need is like a sense of conviction. Okay, you keep you keep saying conviction, which is a good word to use for it too. So I know what you're saying. I, I mean, I would argue that there's conviction in, in, you know, all the ways that this game is designed. The way that, you know, the the intensity of the violence and the, you know, just the mm. audio-visual design of the characters and, you know, stuff like when the locusts pop out of holes out of nowhere, you know, the submergence holes or whatever, I think is all uh, thematically important. Um, but I... I definitely understand what you're saying and I wonder too like the one thing I was thinking earlier is so say you want to you know I, I would say this game reflects its time and everything and, and it's in, important to to talk about it within that framework if you're going to talk about it but then also I don't know hold it up against what's like not a great movie about the war in Iraq the war on terror uh, 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 the green zone okay yeah the gr- well, the green zone is maybe a little bit. No, no, but any. Oh, what's that movie with like Marky Mark and he gets shot and then it turns out it was all fake? After <laughs> that's shoot, shoot, Lone Survivor. It's like that's a good in... film. Okay, well, whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> I I don't want to get into. I saw that movie years ago. It's in Afghanistan, right? And they get ambushed or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm saying just stand in whatever sort of. Maybe not middling, but kind of, you know, a, a film that's kind of a crowd pleaser. Like, Hurt Locker, I wasn't super into. But think of what that game is saying about Iraq, about the American war on terror, versus what Gears is saying, right? And then you see that, like, right away. It's like, well, no. One's, like, a little toy, and one's an actual, you know, thick book about this. Mm. Mm. Um, and I wonder if that's maybe the thing. It's just, like, how often... Because you do have to take these things on their on on their merits, on their individual merits. But what they're saying is so minimal compared I think that's to. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Why 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 bother with Gears of War when there, there are other games doing this better? You know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare released probably less than a year did this better. I think Far Cry 2 did this better. Hayes did this better. These games had more things to say. It's, you know, my objection is not that games don't say anything about these kind of topics. My my point, I think that I've been trying to get to and should have got to quicker, is that Gears of War doesn't say anything about it very well. 
what I not, what not I a great example of this kind of literature. What I will say is that Gears of War says a lot about the language and the language in which we design and play these types of games. It changed the pace and the cadence of shooters dramatically in a way that we're still feeling the ramifications of. I think that um, is true. Yeah. Its impact is significant, but it's not thematic and it's not narrative. Its impact is strictly mechanical. Um, that's a judgment call as to whether or not you think that is still you know, worth looking into. I think it is. Um, but in some ways, it makes it more difficult to talk about. I think that's true. I, I, I think that's a very succinct way of putting it. It's, it's not a, a game that narratively or thematically has lasted very long, but mechanically and perhaps aesthetically, if, if people complain commonly now that games are kind of brown and grey, I think a lot of that can be traced back to Gears of War. So I think it's a, a significant game to... Uh, isn't that... The, the cultivation of games, and perhaps the cultivation of games that took a lot of what Gears of War did and added some... You know, political teeth, but yeah, I because you know, prior to Gears of War, the the major shooter, especially on the Xbox, was Halo, which from a pacing perspective is exactly the opposite. Yeah. Um, well, and then, yeah, I don't know. No, sorry, I like I don't want to keep because we should talk about other things, but we're running out of time. <laughs> well, I know, I know, it's um, but I don't know, I do see it a narrative and thematic influence lasting for years <laughs> as well you know yeah. I, agree, I agree with you that there's a, <clears throat> the you know the, the way this game is designed is really influential but I, I do think you know even when you said like people complain you know shooters are all gray and brown because of you know the precedent set yeah. by gears I mean that's part of the narrative and and, and the themes of that's this true. game is this sort that's of true hard-nosed militarism right this you know we're not here for bright colors we're here to show some you know the muck and the murk of war of these guys fighting each other and dying and it's very serious that's true i think gears of war's thematic shortcomings are most evident if you play gears of war judgment because that is a game that takes the gears of war aesthetic and design and tries very hard to very obviously make a narrative point and it fails miserably well yeah I think that's why I mean I think that's why sort of Gears 1 is just if you just kind of look at it on its own I think it's pretty much as far as you want to take any of this stuff yeah it's like the Matrix trilogy the first one's great Uh, (laughs) the rest of it you really don't need yeah don't elaborate on it it's uh not everything needs an extensive backstory no, well, that's you know, and and that's one of the things I do appreciate about Gears is that it's. I, I, we disagree on this, but I would say it's also just sort of, you know, look at a a good fun action movie, but then if you dig into it a little bit more, you're kind of like, oh yeah, that is interesting, kind of what it's, what it's saying, even though you guys disagree with me on that point, but. Know. And then if you make, I think it's a worthwhile too. exercise, and and I think that that's how we should be approaching all media. I think we should also just recognize that not everything is designed with that in mind. So if you try and impose that framework over a game like Gears of War, which is I don't want to sound uncharitable, it is kind of two dimensional. Um, you have to be prepared to be disappointed with what you see, or to do some pretty significant uh, mental backflips. 
Oh, Patrick, I am doing mental backflips and I'm disappointed <laughs> constantly when I'm, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm thinking of a video game. No, not mental backflips. That's not fair. But, like, extending maybe... Uh, well, I don't know. Whatever. I feel like we just recorded an editorial meeting by accident. <laughs> I feel like Take that, subscribers. Of, I feel like I'm at risk of sounding like some Kotaku in action asshole who says, oh, I wish people would stop you know, force-feeding politics into video games, which is not the, the point I'm making at all, even if it sounds like I might have been. Um, I don't think it did. No, I don't think it does sound like that's the point. The point I'm trying to make it, I, Patrick, I agree, is it's a worthy exercise and it's something I'd like to, to, to keep doing. But I feel like, personally, every time I, I do that exercise, I come up with the same thing, which is I'm, I'm always saying that this game has some kind of thematic potency. And the truth is that not every single one of them does. Even, even, if, even if they should all be talked about with... Uh, the context of when they were made. I think that's that's absolutely true. You should always look at their history, their culture, etc. You should always take that into account. Not every single one of them, ergo, has something to say. Which tr- has something that we should remember that it's saying about those things. I think that you, you do have to hold them up against those critical standards, but not every single one of them meets those critical standards. Well, then that raises the question. Um, we're still talking about Gears of War going on 12 years after its release. The question is, why? Why did this game get a deluxe edition remaster when, you know, uh, Kill Switch? Is that what we decided yeah, it was yeah. called? <laughs> when that one didn't. I don't want to talk anymore, because I'm just going to keep arguing with both of you. <laughs> Kill, Kill Switch is kind of clumsy and a bit rubbish. Uh, Gears of War has a gun with a chainsaw on it and looks really good. And the music's fantastic and there's a lot of really great violence. And it does do violence really well. And you could play it with a friend. And it was released uh, alongside a console that was quite new at the time. Mm. Yeah, I, and it, it's a it's a pretty pretty good fun. Shooting. Yeah. Great graphics, excellent replay value, sound work is good. Oh, for God's sake. Frame rate, solid 30 FPS on my computer, so I was into that. But that's kind of, I think that is partly why it does last. You know, and, okay. that, and, that, and that's, not, that's not to say that all those things are like greatly artistic and you know a game should last if it does all those things. I'm just saying that in this culture of ours, those things do uh, ensure in- a legacy. Yeah, in this in this culture of ours, it was you know the creator of Unreal Tournament, um, and uh, it was a launch game or close to a launch game for a new console, uh, first HD console, and it had good graphics, and the shooting felt good. Yeah, uh, I think that 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 can ensure a game's legacy. Um, <laughs> is that de- is that depressing? Is that a depressing thing to think? No, no, because like, I I understand where you guys are coming from with all of this. I just feel like it's see, I kind of fall squarely in the center between the two of you. I should just point that out. Uh, both sides, Patrick, <laughs> Patrick centrist, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, no, I I don't know. I just I feel like to fully be on board with some of the stuff that that I feel like especially like Ed toward the end there that you were saying is I would I would just stop doing this 
What what I would say well, is that definitely not. If if I were teaching a class on game design, Gears of War would absolutely be on the syllabus. If I were writing a book on the power of games to express culturally and socially significant points through themes and narrative, Gears of War would not yeah. be on the chapter list. But listen, man, like if we were doing shooter again and someone wanted to talk about Gears, not Judgment. Not Ethan writing about judgment, but how it falls apart so spectacularly. But if someone said they wanted, to but talk that's about a Gears, really it's... interesting point to to dive into, because Gears of no, War prior to Judgment was unimpeachable as a series, and then Judgment came out, and it was a huge failure. Well, no it's... one really knew why it was a huge failure, and then you know, I I mean, I'm not going to get into the argument. You just buy Shooter and read it because Ethan makes the point very, very, very well. Um, it it you know it got too big for its britches. Um, slash Tom Bissell was involved um, and he has very specific goals that don't always align with his means and I don't know I, I think that judgment is more interesting in the context of the rest of the series and vice versa yeah what you're saying Reed, is that, that that essay about Gears of War the first one you know as a, as a thematic work would be worth printing and I agree with you and I'd read it um, I'm not sure if I'd agree with it well, I don't know. And I, I don't feel like I should. I don't know why I have to apologize for that. I, I don't. Know no, you don't have like to. A, I don't feel like why that's like a kind of um, defeatist critical posture either. I mean, I, I I feel like I've done enough work on the the thematic qualities of God knows how many games to sort of justify like uh, to give myself credibility to argue the opposite here on this one title. Um, no, no, that's yeah. and that's not what I'm saying. Also, before too, when I said I would stop doing this, I wasn't saying you should i was saying i would i i would if i but, if i but felt why? like i, I could mean, I, I i don't know why the why i don't know why like uh, the the thematic or the political is necessarily the only thing that is nourishing well that that's for me that's how it is if i was talking about games from sort of like a formalist standpoint i think i would get very bored well I, you know what but you don't even have to talk about them as a formula standpoint. You can talk about how they don't do these things. Why, you know, I don't know why it's only nourishing to talk about how they might be doing these because things. Because the way I feel is that if I'm going to talk about Gears of War 1, I want to just talk about Gears of War 1. I, I don't want to... I think it's valuable to put it into its wider perspective within games as a medium. But, you know, I... Does that make sense? No, but I mean, what I'm saying is you could, couldn't you also write the article... This was released in 2006. This is what was happening. And here we can see it's trying to get at those things, and here's how it's not doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, of course. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> that's, yeah, okay, well, there, there's an agreement. Yeah, that's that's probably a, another point that I should have gotten to a lot quicker. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, like... I don't find objectionable the idea of a game doing these things. Obviously, I don't. Uh, I just don't think Gears of War is doing it very, very well. What I do find interesting is that Gears of War's, we'll say, you know, inverse counterpart, which I would say is Far Cry 2, which is a game that is primarily themed with very little mechanical, uh, you know, standout parts, even though that's a contentious statement, but for the sake of argument, we'll say it's true. Um, that game has not aged nearly as well within the larger gaming community. And I think that's interesting because it demonstrates the aspects of games that we as a you know medium or a community of game consumers tend to see as valuable and those that we don't 
Right. Well, I think I think the the success of the enduring success. Well, yeah, the, the longer lasting success of Gears of War versus Far Cry Two is a pretty good argument for everything that Reed seems to to um, to, to think of is is worth pursuing because it, it it is up to the critics to to find these things, to flesh them out, and to preserve them, and to insist that no, this is worth playing with new eyes, and this is worth playing with you know a, a, a political or a social or a thematic or whatever context. Because um, Far Cry Two is a better game than Gears of War, but like you say, Patrick, it's it's comparatively out the wayside. Um, and if if and yeah. it's yeah, and it's much more. You know, someone came to me and said, "I don't play very many video games. I'm kind of interested in in trying to play some great ones from the years 2005 to 2010." Mm. I mean, and they said, "I can only play Far Cry Two or Gears of War." Fucking yeah, without shadow of a doubt play Far Cry 2 it's far more mm. interesting it's far more to say um, but yeah it, it I, I think you hmm, I, there's maybe something interesting in the fact that Far Cry 2 if you say to one set of people Far Cry <clears throat> 2 should I play it now they would say oh no that game was horrible and another mm. group of people will say absolutely you haven't played that yet it's fantastic you know, get to it, and I think that speaks to a wider division in how games are approached. You know, I think people. Yes. And and I think Gears maybe is not as you know that that division isn't quite as big a gulf as maybe you guys are saying it is. That maybe this game has lived on because purely because it's. I don't know. I don't want to go down this road again and end up going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm interested I'm interested to hear you. No, just saying that, you know, maybe Gears... You know when people say, and I, I really hate this with anything except for... I don't know. No, I hate this in all cases, I think. When people mm. say, has it aged well? Because mm. I, I think that's kind of besides the point. For me, yeah. games are... A, a total uh, they're they're more than the sum of their parts you know uh has marathon aged well like uh, i don't think that's important it's you can go and play it and you can understand for yourself accessibility uh i mean in terms of like user interface and things like that i i think everything is a part of what a game means uh, of what it what it's saying what it, why it exists like how we look at it I think that's as true for Pong as it is for, I don't know, Destiny 2 coming out soon or whatever. Mm. You know, I, I think all of these things are, it's just the way I look at them, that every aspect of it is part of what it is, you know? It's it's why some people can say, I can play Ghost Recon Wildlands and have a great time, even though I find its politics, you know, uh, upsetting or mm. or objectionable. And I say, well... I can have a good time if I'm laughing at it with a friend and trying not to think about it. I'm deeply fucking unnerved when I think of what this game actually is. Because yeah. it's it's all one thing. It's all melded up together. It's it's hard for me to separate, you know, the way that the characters walk in gears, the way that they change the why they have chainsaws on their guns from what to me that game is saying. You know, I I don't see a separation between mechanics and and story. It, to me it's the same thing. It's the narrative of it. Um, I, maybe that's 
the last thing I'll say about that is is kind of where I'm coming from with this stuff. I'd like not to see a separation, and I, I'd like to live in a world where the separation didn't exist in the minds of the people who make these games, but I can't help but think that the separation is there, or that they're, they're made with those things separately, and that has to be tangled with. Well, not tangled with, that's a... F no, that's not the right word, but I... I I feel, basically, I feel like games aren't holistic. I feel like they are put together by hundreds of people working in separate divisions on different things, and they're they're kind of a at the moment like the, you know like a bricolage of things. And uh, I, I'm straining at the moment in 2017. I'm straining at the moment to regard games as or third or or third, if you like, um, things because they're they're not even made that way, and they only want to be thought of that way when it, it suits them in a sort of PR sense, it seems. Um, but catch me on another day or a few months from now if something brilliant comes out or last year <laughs> and yeah I might, maybe I'd feel differently but I, I, I can't I, I, I don't know I feel like I'm, I'm lying to myself almost if I, if I say these things are, are like singly purposed texts because they're just not made that way yeah. Well, I think, I, I think I think I think everything does. You know what? But you are right. That's the thing. You are right because everything ought to reflect on one another. It, it's no good saying, uh, "Oh yeah," because you know, Agents of Mayhem, that game that came out, I think earlier this month, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So Agents of Mayhem presents itself as this kind of Saturday morning cartoon knockabout bit of fun. But you can just walk into the street and massacre civilians, unarmed civilians. And that's bullshit. That makes it a terrible thing, right? It takes a terrible game that's like laughing and expecting you to laugh along and not even think about the fact that you're doing this stuff. Um, and when I reviewed it, I, I said as much. So I'm being a hypocrite and probably like devil's advocate a little bit. I think um, that's a great place to end the episode. Reed, you're right, <laughs> and I'm being a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's yeah. I I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm I'm fighting with myself. I'm fighting with you. It's it's a difficult time to be a game critic. Um, there we got to deal with our job as critics in a descriptive sense versus our job as critics in a prescriptive sense, and they are almost always at odds with each other. Much to yeah, my dismay. That's that's a very good way of putting it too. Is is there's a yeah there's yeah. Uh, there's a, a lot of stuff to contend with. There's the real politic, if you like, mm -hmm. of of right. games at the moment versus what you kind of like to be games at the moment. I, it's and also the effect of being kind of ground down, which is maybe <laughs> part of part of Gears Legacy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, you... I'm I'm sitting in this room with like no clothes on. I'm just like scrawled games and red paint all over the wall like a thousand times. <laughs> I like that mental picture while you're, you know, calmly introducing an episode. <laughs> 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 Sitting there in these, like, s cigarette singed, yellowed, yeah. tidy whities <laughs> naked yeah. otherwise. I've not, I've not trimmed my nails in, like, seven weeks. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I feel like this episode, I, I, I yeah, this is maybe the one that... It's a it's a hard thing to, to grapple with because again it's you can see it going either way and you want to read into it but you also want to hold games accountable for not saying anything. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. Yes, exactly. Yes. 
precisely. Yeah, you 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 want to you don't want to exonerate them. You don't want to exonerate them, but you do want them to get better. And also, you feel like there's a kind of drought of this kind of conversation, and that it is warranted. But you also don't want to exonerate them, and it's it's difficult to walk that line. Uh, anyway. Yeah. No, that's a good point, and I don't know. I hope, I hope this wasn't. I don't know. I hope I made my points clearly enough, and I hope this is interesting for people to listen to because it. I to me, this follows naturally from talking about something like Gears of War and talking about Gears of War in 2017. You know. I mean, it's called Gears of War. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is called Gears of War. By our, epic games. Are great, yeah. I think I've made this joke probably too many times, but I like going like Mozart, Beethoven, Ninja Theory. <laughs> yeah. Bloober team. Yeah. Naughty Dog. Yeah. Devolver. Devolver. Yeah. So I guess the TLDR is Gears of War seven out of ten. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Enough to induce in any self uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Any self-respecting game critic, and then existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be an amazing box quote. I would buy the hell out of that. This gave me an existential crisis, Ed Smith. <laughs> Ed Smith, open brackets, then like a patient number, close brackets, <laughs> intake number. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. God, yeah. I feel like a lot of our a lot of our episodes end with us wrung out saying that. We're well, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. I like that we come into this now and and wear each other out and then just stop. But next, next, next time, let's do a game that's like unquestionably political. In fact, let's do Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> How about that, guys? Sure. I don't think there's this any. Sounds like a great idea to have just had now without any premeditation <laughs> whatsoever. This entire episode has been one big trailer. This is the, uh, the Bioshock Infinite month. Yeah, this is the prologue to yeah. Bioshock Infinite month. Uh, a game with no political substance whatsoever that says nothing. And if you read politics into it, you're, I don't know, man, you're reaching. You're, just, you're a snowflake yeah. tryhard asshole. Yeah. yeah you're, just, you're just helping those game makers out, man. You're just helping them shift units. Get your politics um, out of my game with wounded knee in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I don't want that with the boxer rebellion in it who needs that and a, a torn American flag on the cover yeah that. Uh, it's just an image yeah. it's, just, it's just a good romp yeah it's just a good romp um, okay so that's Gears of War <laughs> uh, that's Gears of War that's the end of bullet points that's uh, yeah that's, yeah that's the end of uh, our respective careers um but we'll be back to discuss Bioshock Infinite. We'll be covering that on Bullet Points Monthly in, in writing form and in podcast form. You can support both of those by going to patreon.com forward slash bullet points. As ever, we do it. Do we enjoy doing this? Do we still enjoy doing this? I was about to say, we enjoy doing this. Do We we do, do enjoy do, still enjoy I doing this. I enjoy though. doing this. I like... Yeah. I, like, I enjoy doing this. I like when we're in opposition with each other because then it's a good yeah. opportunity to, you know, really... I think we all, you know, respect each other's opinions, so it's a good way to uh, test out, you know, if if there's a, mm. a thread left untied and why you think something, I think we'll exploit it in each other. <laughs> we'll 
<laughs> we'll find it and <laughs> tear each other apart. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Okay, um, so we do enjoy doing it, but we also need money in order to keep enjoying doing it. So uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash bullet points, if uh, you like what we do, then please help us keep the lights on. Anything to add, either? Yeah, I wanted co-hosts? Uh, just to say briefly as well, because I think um, the first one since we've recorded this, we started doing this uh, that you'll see on just the podcast page. We started doing this bullet points extra. Uh, which essentially is just a way for us to talk about stuff that we find interesting, games that we find interesting that aren't shooters, so don't fit neatly into uh, into the mold, and things that you know we we can't quite think of a way to devote a month to otherwise, or, or things like that. So uh, the first one up is Ed and I talking about Tacoma, and then I think uh, by the time this goes up, our episode on Hellblade, mm. Hellblade. Which is another big, bloody long disagreement as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so maybe we should put it out, like, <laughs> later. <laughs> so so people don't think it's just... Mom and Dad are fighting again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom and Pop bullet points. There's a lot of bullet points out there now, guys. A lot of writing. All these podcasts. It's taking over the internet. It's enough to get sick off of, I, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say space it all out, and if you enjoy it, Give us some money. Or right? you can go to at, at bullet points VG on Twitter to follow all of this stuff, all of this stuff that we're making. That's all kept there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at most sincerely Ed. Read you are at Reed McCarter. At Reed McCarter. Patrick. I'm at Humphrey Consolo. Which is a Star Wars reference, I believe. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that I recognise that character's name from. Some film. No, you're thinking oh, of uh, uh, Darth Vader. He's from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Is he Star Wars? I thought. I thought he was in. I thought that was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, <laughs> with Darth Vader. No, that was Luke Skywalker in Crouching oh, Tiger. Oh yeah, of course it was. I thought that was Gone with the Wind. No, that was oh, C3PO. God, you guys are go and look it up. Until then, thank you for listening. We'll be back next time to discuss Bioshock Infinite. 